what he did, his culture, his business, saved my life. And I truly believe that. Welcome, everyone, to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Coming up this episode, hear how one member of Team Ziggler is literally driving vision this week, thanks to the Ziggler Auto Group President's Club celebration at the Autobahn in Joliet, Illinois. We join that Ziggler North Riverside Ford technician now in the locker room. So today, Mike, we actually have a very special guest with us today, technician from North Riverside Ford, Chris Morris. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. So Chris, technician, North Riverside in the Chicagoland. How long have you been a technician with the Ziegler Auto Group? Since 2018. Okay, very good. So four four years. And then that's when Ziegler purchased North Riverside. You were with the prior owner for how long? Uh, well, there's two owners before that. I was with Joe Rizza Ford originally. Okay. And then Lefevre's McCarthy Ford bought it. We were there for like a year and a half. And then Aaron bought us in 2018. So we had to buy the store to get Chris. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing that happened for me. That's right. Is it, has it been a good move for it you is. since? Yeah. What do oh, you yeah. like no about being about a technician, Chris? What do you like about being a tech? The challenges of these new cars, you know, all the electronics, all the weird things that go on with them. I find that intriguing to be able to try to figure it out. You know, yeah. it's not everybody can do this job. Yeah. Now, people think they can. They can't. I mean, yeah. it's a very difficult job just based on the physical part. But then when you add that mental and the the computer part of it, which is where we're headed 100%, gets very difficult. What do you think most people misunderstand about being a technician generally? You've been in the job long enough. What do you think is the biggest myth about your work? That, that we're all grease monkeys. You know, we, that's all we do. My hands are clean. I wear gloves all day long. I mean, that's not true. <laughs> it's, it's a very, it's a technical skill, isn't it? It's a technical it is, skill. It and it, it requires knowledge of computers, of parts, of mechanics. You you name it, we have to know it. You yeah. know, we have to know heating and air. We have to know hydraulics. We have to know electronics. We have to know plumbing. We have to know everything. You know, Unlike plumbers, they just have to know plumbing. Yeah, and hey, soon, Chris, coming well. soon, you're going to add to that repertoire uh, electric. So you're one of the best technicians that the Ziegler Auto Group has at North Riverside Ford, Chris. And we know that because of a distinction you received recently. You were invited to attend the President's Club. Tell us, actually, Mike, tell us a little bit about what that honor is. And then, Chris, tell us what it was like being there on that day. Mike, what, what's the honor? Well, the President's Club is an elite club across Ziegler Auto Group, and we pick the best of the best in their field for service technicians as well as service advisors. We only take that actually top 20 service technicians and top 10 service advisors across the group. And Chris has been in it every year since he's been part of the Team Ziegler. So every Chris, year. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Congratulations. So that's no easy task. What do you attribute uh, your success to in being able to make the President's Club every single year? Honestly, my family. Okay. The drive I have to make money for my family to support them, that's what gets me there. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for them, I doubt if I'd work as hard as I do. Yeah. You know, but obviously, you know, we have families and we all have kids and we're that's where my money goes. <laughs> T tell us about your family, Chris. I've got two boys. 
One's 14, one's 21. In his last year of college, I've been married to my wife, Darcy, since 1999, I believe wow. it is. Nice. Been with her since 96, right out of high school. That's pretty much it. I mean, we're pretty basic people. We'll, we'll tell her you remember that marriage date, too. Pretty <laughs> good, huh? That's good. It is <laughs> impressive. <laughs> well, so you were recently invited to the Autobahn Country Club in Joliet, Illinois, where technicians across the auto group converged to celebrate success for the prior year. And as Mike mentioned, this distinction is not new to you. You've done this many years, every year over the past many which is unusual in and of itself. Tell us a little bit about that day and how that day stood out to you. What did we do that day at the Autobahn? We did the road course. I believe we were in the Cadillacs this year, correct? Yep. Well, yes. Yeah, because yep. last year was BMWs. So this yeah. year was the Cadillacs, which, you know, much better time this year than last year because last year I did not drive well. <laughs> it's a great time over there. Yeah. Uh, what Aaron does for the technicians for that day, obviously I've been in this business a long time. No other owner has done that recognition. No other owner has been that way. Yeah. You know, so when you get a chance to do something like that, you have to take advantage of it and go. And so you, we first drove the road cars, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we went out onto the uh, go-kart track. And that yeah. go-kart track is pretty intense. A lot of people would think, hey, riding go-karts around, not a big deal. <laughs> but it was an hour, wasn't it, of straight yes, uh, go-kart racing in teams. So did you have a team yep. for that event? Yeah, there was two of us. Another tech and I were teamed up. So he drove about half an hour and I drove about a half an hour. Yeah. And you're going you speeds up to about do? 60 miles an hour too, right? Yeah. I think we were last. Were you really? <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Like I said last year, the scoring is not right. There's no way. <laughs> so, so Chris, I don't know if you remember my story or not, but when we finished, I was a team of one because I was the odd man. And I That's was right. not there for the instructions in the beginning. And so apparently there was a rule that you had to pit at some point during that hour race. Well, I thought, hey, my only chance at winning this, because I'm certainly not the fastest, is to just never pit. And Chris, right. I was right. By not pitting, I actually came in faster than everybody else and was instantly disqualified for not having uh, not having <laughs> oh. ever uh, pitted. So, uh, Chris. So unfair yeah crazy deal so chris after the day uh tell us how you felt i was pretty tired i was sore my back hurt yeah i mean it's they beat you up i mean it's yeah. by the way i was sore i was tired go. yeah yeah it, you don't think 30 minutes in a go-kart is that rough yeah. but you're begging to get out after 15 yeah <laughs> mike you felt the same way i think yes i did i did yes yeah. sweaty sore it was uh, all who, of the above who was on your team mike so I had uh, Bob Keel on my team. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we had a lot of fun. Very good. Well, Chris, it's interesting because you were sore that day and that kind of continued, didn't it? It did. We did the President's Club on a Thursday. I went back to work on Friday. Saturday morning, I woke up, went to the bathroom, and I was urinating blood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't say anything to anybody. You know, I just kind of went about my day. I went to the bathroom again and there was no blood. I'm like, all right, cool. That evening, it happened again. Finally, I told my wife. She came and looked, and she was like, yeah, something's not right. You, know, you need to go see somebody. I'm like, I'll go on Monday you know, when I can go see my regular doctor. Sunday morning, I wake up about 3 o'clock in the morning. Horrendous pain in my back. Mm. So I take a shower, take some Advil, do what I can do to try to eliminate it. Yeah, no, there was nothing I could do. I went to the emergency room. They anticipated it being a kidney stone. Now, I've never had them. My son has, my wife has a couple times, but me personally, no. So they did a CAT scan. I'm laying there. They come back in and go, we need to do another CAT scan with contrast. And I'm like, 
okay. I didn't think much of it because once again, never had a kidney stone. I wasn't sure how the procedure went. About an hour later, they came in and said that I had a seven centimeter mass in my kidney. Oh my gosh. Cancer. No. Wow. Yes. Yeah. After they took the kidney out, they did the biopsy and yes, it was definitely cancer. What, what was your reaction when they came to you and told you they, that you had a mass that large on your kidney? Disbelief, yeah. you know, because you, you never think that that's going to be the case. I mean, you go in thinking one thing and, you know, there you are. And now you're dealing with, you know, that prognosis. You know, and unfortunately, I was there by myself. You know, I didn't want the wife to come or anything like that. So I stayed. I drove myself there. But yeah, cool. it, uh, it was interesting. Just put it that way. So how common is cancer on your kidney? Right. Is that a common thing? I didn't think so. But talking with my urologist, it's not as uncommon as what you think. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people running around with only one kidney. Yeah. So what what did you end up doing? They, they took a biopsy. What happened then? What they did is they admitted me in the hospital that Sunday, controlled the pain. They did not want to touch it. They didn't want to do a biopsy. They didn't want to do anything with it because there's a chance when you open it, the cancer cells can spread. Yeah. So what they wanted is for me to do nothing until it came out. So there was three weeks where they wanted me to just heal. So I was off for three weeks for that. Then I had the surgery. They took the kidney out. I was off another six weeks after that. And then when I got the, bi the biopsy results back, you know, it was cancer that mm. luckily was contained within the kidney still. Never made it outside. And that part is rare, Chris, right? For cancer yes. to be contained inside the kidney and for you to catch it in a time and in a place where you can do something about it, right? Yes. The the kidney doesn't have any pain receptors in it. So until you have the cancer that spreads outside of that to where something that has pain receptors, you have no idea. There's no way for anybody to know. The only reason why I knew or that we found it is because of the go-karts. Wow. It was beating my back up. When I got out of the cart every time, I'd reach down on my right side and go, man, my back hurts right there. And what it was doing is it was actually beating the tumor to a pulp. So yeah. when I urinated, it was that pulp coming out. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what did the doctors tell you? Had, were it not for the go-karting, obviously it would have contained, remained contained in your kidney for a period of time. What, what naturally happens there? It would have spread. Yeah. And at that point, the prognosis is not good. I mean, you got a 50-50 chance at best, mm. you know, and that's with chemo and radiation and all the other fun stuff that's attributed to cancer. You know, it's interesting. Aaron Ziegler puts a lot of focus into not only rewarding performance, but also really a focus on health. You know, this athletic mentor sponsorship, our stepping uh, contest this month, Aaron called me hours after you called him and he said, you'll never believe what happened. Chris went in, got checked up, found this, and it never would have been found otherwise. And we can all guess, right? Things happen for a reason. And so maybe there would have been another way it would have been caught. But what does it mean to you to, like, do you feel like you've had kind of a second lease on life with this opportunity? What's kind of your big picture thoughts on this experience and how it happened and why it happened and what now? Well, like you said, I do believe in a higher power. I believe that I was put there for a reason. And I believe that, you know, everything that has transpired prior to that, you know, Aaron buying the dealership, Aaron doing what he does, you know, just the culture that he builds, acknowledging the technicians. I mean, all of that stuff put me in that position, yeah. you know, because otherwise, if it wasn't for that, and I personally called Aaron after I got the diagnosis with the biopsy back and thanked him because what he did, his culture, his business saved my yeah. life. 
Yeah. And I truly believe that. And now you're here for Darcy. You're here for your college student, 21-year-old, yep. your 14-year-old. Yep. And the, the story continues because of, uh, because of that, which is pretty neat. It is. Neat. It is. I mean, it's like I said, I owe my life to the dealership, to Aaron in particular, just by the way that he does things. He does it yeah. like nobody else. Yeah, that's neat. What was Darcy's reaction to finding this out? Well, <laughs> she uh, she took it hard, obviously. You know, you never want that diagnosis. But a little backstory on me. I not only have had cancer, but I had a heart attack and a double bypass back in 2015. Oh, my goodness. So she went through that also. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get this. So wow. I'm not a pillar of health by any stretch, apparently. You know, but <laughs> you, know, you, you deal with, you're dealt with the cards you get. So yeah, make the best of it. Yeah. Well, what a neat story of excellence rewarding itself. You being at a president's club, you getting recognized. Yep. And then as a result of that recognition, certainly had your wife not pressured you to go in on, on your own you know, it wouldn't have been caught, but certainly had you not been on the go-kart that day, it would have been a different outcome. Yeah. So, Oh, definitely. Uh, it's you know, the funny and, thing about it, I wasn't going to go that day. Oh. I had one of my best weeks ever going and I'm like, I need to go into work. I need to finish this. And then yeah. my wife, obviously being smarter than I am said, you know, <laughs> you can make money all the time. Thank yeah. you, Darcy. Yeah. Thank so, you, Darcy. And as a result, you're there for every single one of your customers. You're there yes. for Team Ziggler at North Riverside. And you really stand as an example to each one of us of not only excellence in performance, but also that reminder, that gentle reminder that age comes for us all and that you've got to listen to the body. You've got to you listen do. to your wife. You've got to listen to uh, a little bit of that fate, too, that plays its hand. You mentioned the greater power. Mike? Well, Chris, we just want to, on behalf of the Ziegler organization and Team Ziegler, say thank you. And we want to recognize you for sharing your story. We also want to recognize you for your heart for people. It's very evident in your team. And then your passion, your love for what you do. It makes you one of the best across the group. So thank you for everything you do for Team Ziegler and for your customers as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Chris, thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks to Chris Morris and Mike Van Ryan for contributing to this week's episode. Congrats to Chris and his entire family for a life well extended. Thanks to Aaron Ziegler for providing the programs and celebrations that uniquely allow for that extension. We are grateful to have Chris as an ongoing member of Team Ziegler who continues to drive vision. Until next week, how are you driving vision today? <laughs>